Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg Piatelli and myself recap the week that was in baseball. We go through all the usual business, the hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, including one from Greg's experiences at the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. This past weekend, some Phillies talk, some Red Sox talk. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. As always, though, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you leave a nice review for us. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But again, enjoy this episode, guys. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me, as per usual, all the way up from Boston, Massachusetts, is my man, Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Burning the midnight oil for for the fans, Jordy. We do it for the listeners, um, so if you do listen, shoot Jordy a text or tweet or a direct message, as the kids say, and... Uh, let us know that you appreciate us staying up in the wee hours of night to, to record just for you. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, a little bit later than we normally do. It's only 10. The Phillies are still playing. Whoa, whoa. Jordy, don't give away our secrets. Edit that. Cut that out. Uh, don't yeah. give away our secrets. Uh, how early it is. <sighs> I, it, I mean, cut, depending, cut I mean, that. you and I are both night owls, I guess. So you saying ten no, early? Cut that Jordy. I'm saying cut it. Don't tell them. <laughs> The whole point was that we were trying to get, they have no idea. Yeah, that's all right. It's all right. They can know. They can know. Uh, but anyway, Greg. Can't believe you just did that. <laughs> you know, got to be honest. Got to be, that's how you, that's how you establish trust. That's why they keep coming back. They trust our takes. We can't be mm. saying we're recording this shit at like 3 a.m. I didn't Coming say home that. From I, just, some... I just, I just did the late hours. We hours of the night makes it sound like we like closed down a bar to watch all the late games. We're not trying to do that. We're 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 not that fancy. There's no no hockey until Monday. No basketball tonight. You know we're not. You know the baseball. I mean all the late some of the late games got this got postponed tonight. Okay, fine. You know. I just googled it. We hours is between one a.m. and four a.m. All right. All right. Yeah. So still so might have so had we're, some. So we're in the wee hours. Wee hours in London. <laughs> Greenwich mean Greenwich mean time. That's what everybody uses for. Uh, to base everything off of mm, probably not um jordy how are you doing bud i'm good i'm good you know a, a pretty good week for the phillies um not a great showing on tuesday night last night for me uh we're going to talk about that a little bit and right now they're down um let up a grand slam but have, looks like i've gotten a er, and have started trying to chip away but uh, it was three nothing, then three three. Uh, the Cubs scored three runs off an Anthony Rizzo homer, and then a grand slam from Albert Moore Jr. So it's now seven three Cubs. I thought I saw 
seven five, which is why I had why I paused. But the end of the fifth inning was the alert I got. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Other than that, pretty good. About to finish school, so I'm very excited about that. And hopefully, say, get a I asked you, I gonna, That's awesome. I was going to say I asked yeah. you how you were doing, and you turned around and said, "Oh, the Phillies." Uh, you gave us a Phillies update for a well, game. It's a by the time people listen podcast, to it, yeah. well, by the time people listen to it, they'll have turned around. But more interested in the fact that you're hopefully not going to get a job. And congrats yeah. on passing your last final, hopefully, and. Graduating with a degree, a second degree, a third degree. How many degrees you have now? Uh, well, it's technically not a degree. It's like I think it's a, it's a certification. Uh, so not not no extra BS. Uh, uh, you know, behind my name or anything like that. I only have the one degree in statistics from Lehigh. Um, was supposed I'm to get a right. minor a minor in communications, but uh, the communications deg- uh, minor at Lehigh was a little more complicated than I thought to navigate. So I just dropped that. And. I, and now the certification, you know, plus and licenses from, from my financial times, but that doesn't really and, matter anymore. And that's, that's Jordy's life, uh, life story. Uh, in, in, in a very, very short <laughs> bubble, as you know, as people know that are listening to this, you and I can talk forever. So if you really want to hear the long form, we should go long form. We should do a We should do a non-sports podcast one time. Just have a, just have a get to know the characters and you can just, you can do we a should week, do a you can do a weekly thing of all the people of all the guests you have on and get their life stories. We, go we should do like a we should do a literal oral history of our time at Berkshire. Just hear about how fucking crazy we were. Well, Me I more was, so than you. You're the cool kid, and I was just your weird friend. I definitely was. I definitely was not the cool kid. And we could do a deep dive into Jake was the cool kid. We could definitely do a deep dive. Yeah, that's into, a good point. And it's all, Jake was the cool kid because he was really good at hockey. Well. And he was cool. Jake's Jake's the best. We need yeah. to get him on. Don't, don't define him by just being a hockey player. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now he's, uh, <laughs> he's an expert golfer, an expert. I believe he works in finance. I know he got the Series Seven. Uh, I don't important. totally know what Jared or what uh, Jake does. A lot of <laughs> J, a lot of friends that have J and G oh, humble, names in my hum- life. Humble brag. You have a lot of friends. Good for you. What's that like? Well. Of my friends, of percentages, we'll say. <laughs> it's a lot of mats. All right, Jordy. Let's get to it. Give me your hot team. Yeah, we're really, league. we're really. I mean, we really the there's the a ton story. of hot teams in the American League to talk about. Um, yeah, let's jump right into that, Greg. I'm excited to hear who you who you have, and I. Uh, I hope we don't pick the same team because you're right. There are a lot of hot teams that we could go with. I'm going to let you go first. No, no, please, by all means, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. Ooh. Yeah, go a little bit, go a little bit out of left field. I feel like they get, they should deserve a nod here because they've been hitting the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, their pitching was was pretty good this week, and and obviously their offense has been great to start the year. They're second in the league in runs and pitching overall on the season not the greatest, but in the last week have they've been better. And you know you got to give them got to give them credit where it's due. They've won four in a row, seven of their last ten. Um, and they're doing it against teams that they, you know, probably should be doing it against. Uh, they just swept the Seattle Mariners officially as of today, Wednesday. And over the weekend, though, the St. Louis Cardinals came into town. They took two of three from them, a Cardinals team that we talk about a lot that should be, you know, up there in the NL Central, a division that might be one of the better ones when the dust is settled by the end of the season. And Last week they took two or three from the Royals on the road, including a sixteen to one win. 
But like I mentioned, you know, they're getting a lot of offense. Their pitching has been great. Their highest, their their worst runs against game was a 10-9 victory against the Mariners. But every other game aside from that, it's one run here. It's one run, 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 three runs, two runs, four runs, three runs, one run. And, or excuse me, that two runs was how many they scored, an 8-2 loss. But point of the story, Greg, these guys are starting to see the ball well. And who knows? I mean, I don't think you're going to, I don't think, Long term, you're going to be you're going to be staying with the Houston Astros, but you know it's a it's a good story at least for right now. And you know the middle of uh, the middle the middle quarter of the of the season. So I mean, the, to start hearing the craziest stat that I think comes to mind is the fact that the Rangers, the Houston, the Texans, sorry, Texas Rangers, along with the Minnesota Twins are the two highest scoring teams in the entirety of Major League Baseball. Yep. The Minnesota Twins and the Texas Rangers. Let that yep. sink in. The two are the top two highest scoring teams in all of Major League Baseball, and the Seattle Mariners in there as well. But, I mean... Oh, yeah, you're right. If, yeah. if, if you were to tell me that before the season started, that the, that... that the Texas Rangers and Minnesota Twins were the two of the highest scoring teams. I'm pretty sure in all in all our previews we talked about the Twins not scoring a lot, but their pitching being great. Their pitching is the proven. Well, their pitching's proven has been good, right? They they've still given up little runs, uh, not as good as Houston or or even Tampa Bay, but they're up there um, for one of the better starting staffs for Minnesota. But yep. Texas, great great call of Texas, Jordy. Um, the Rangers they do certainly. Um, they certainly have been playing well and, and have a lot of home games, which is attributing to them to a great home record, 17 oh, and 8 at sure. home. So good for them. And four games this week. Awesome. My hot team, if you're done with the Rangers. Uh, you know, the only thing I was just going to say is their, their batting average. I feel like this is a team that you hear a lot about their big home run hitters. The guys like Joey Gallo, who also, you know, he's living up to, to what you sign up for with them of 15 homers, but 64 strikeouts. But guys like Hunter Pence, who they took a flyer on. He has nine homers, 30 ribbies, um, but they're all hitting well. Uh, Joey Gallo is batting 293, which is got to be well above his career average. Uh, and there's a bunch of guys that are uh, above 300. So good for them. But right into your hot team, Greg, who do you got? Uh, I'm staying in the West, and I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics. Who there you go? Seven games in a row, or you know, we we did the last last Wednesday, so seven days on the calendar. Uh, they have won six straight games. Yep, seven and three, um, keeping pace with that division because Houston and Texas really. Uh, I mean, Houston obviously being the cloud, cream of the crop for them, but. Texas and, and the Oakland Athletics really need to stay somewhat close or even somewhat close to the wild card line, and they need needed to have this six game win streak, and the Rangers have the four game win streak to stay relevant in the uh, wild card talks because yep. it looks like the Seattle Mariners are Mariners are slowly but surely playing themselves straight out of uh, any type of playoff contention. But that's a, for a different uh, conversation for later on. But Oakland Athletics for me um, has to be it, and and they did it by sweeping the Indians, uh, sweeping the Tigers, um, all on the road too. Yeah, exactly, and and that's yeah, 
you know, that's six games in, in seven days. So it could have that, been, and it could have been seven too. That Sunday game got canceled. Right. So that's like rescheduled. Yeah, exactly. So. so that's six for six, uh, during this week and, and you really can't go wrong. So I'm going to, the hot team of the week of the week has to be the team that won for six for six. Yeah. It's the, it's similar to the Rangers. You're starting to see a lot more of that offense coming to life that you thought you'd see Matt Chapman and Chris Davis, uh, both with double digits and home runs this early in the season. Um, but guys like Stephen Piscotty, Marcus Seaman, that they're really starting to get 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 it going. Um, and yeah, you know, they're they're figuring out how to how to score. And and guys like Yurkson Profar, the guy they picked up from Texas, ironically, he's starting to hit it a little better. Um, he's now at seven homers. He's had a couple home runs in his last few games, 26 ribbies which is, if I'm counting correctly, fourth on the team. Um, and finally, above the Mendoza line, he's batting 206. So he's really you know, starting to starting to put it together. This is a guy who plays shortstop, very good fielder. It's part of why the, the A's picked him up. Um, but he's usually a better hitter than that. So if his average starts to climb up from 206, he could be a guy that continues to help out with them. Because you mentioned it, it's hard to keep pace with the Astros. Who are now thirty three and sixteen? They've their winners of nine of their last ten. Um, so at this point, you're just basically battling for second in the division and hoping that whoever doesn't win the AL East and you know the the, the second and third place teams are at least somewhere around there. Which right now they're battling right with the Red Sox for that uh, for that second wild card spot. If you're going to look, uh, uh, you know, if the playoffs way, start way, today yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. No, but I agree. Same with and, same with Cleveland, but you know, I, I you know, it really depends on how the AL Central goes. But right now, I mean, winning where you can, and especially on the road, which is something you you kind of touched on with with Texas. If Oakland really establishes themselves really well as a as a better road team, then that's crucial in in locking up the ever important second place spot in your division. Yeah, I love it. I like to hear it, uh, Jordy. Do you got a hot team in the National League, or do you want me to start? I'll let you start. I'll I'll, uh, I'll jump over the the NL right now. Okay, awesome. So everything in me wants to say the Atlanta Braves because I know you won't say them as a homer pick. Oh, I was gonna say the Atlanta. Okay, Braves. perfect. Then yeah. I'll leave I'll leave them for you. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna go with the Miami Marlins. Who? Alrighty. Yeah, last place team, the hot team of the week for me. Uh, simply because they won four straight, including sweeping the Mets. Five straight now. Five straight, sorry. Yeah, they won today. Yeah, even better, including sweeping the Mets. Um, so five out of their last seven, pretty good. And uh, based on the whole calendar thing, five out of six in the last seven days. So yes. uh, Miami Marlins, 14 wins in the year. Um, or 15 wins in the year, but five of those came in the last week. So good on them. And uh, not saying that this is going to turn anything around, but for me, it has to be the hot, hot team of the week. No, no, no. That's a great pick. That's something that we like to do. We like to give give credit where it's due with those with some of those teams that are towards the bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, and they took care of business uh, with Detroit or in Detroit right now. They've won the first two games in that series. Um, and, you know, they, they wrap it up tomorrow. Do we think Curtis Brannison deserves better than to end his career in Miami? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's 
batting one 183 with with five homers, which is actually second on the team behind the catcher the Phillies traded to acquire JT Romuto, Jorge Alfaro, who's hit six, six bombs for 13 ribbies. Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, who knows if he if he deserves better because he started he was the last couple of years he's he's really taken a nosedive. So I don't know if you want to send if you want to send him off as as kind of the last guy off the bench on the forty man roster for September. Um, I don't know if he if you if a playoff team would really want to take a flyer on him, especially when there's probably a lot of other outfielders out there that can provide the type of pop that his bat has, and and especially that have hasn't lost a step like Granderson has. Um, so Anyways, I don't know. It's it's there's the heart versus brain argument there. So I quick the side brain tangent. side of me would wouldn't take it. Quick side tangent, and I mean quick. Is there a franchise that has been ever crippled more by? a death than the, than the Marlins. Oh yeah. We've talked about this before and yeah. I don't think there has been. I mean, that's going to be forever. I feel like that's going to be, I mean, even look at yellow. They were in at, a spot. That they could have been. I mean, you look at the guys and Yelich, Ozuna, yeah. Muto. I mean, all those guys. Gordon. Yeah. I mean, that uh, pitching staff. what's his face? The John Carlos Stanton, formerly yeah. Mike, Mike Stanton. I mean, I mean that, but that's what I mean. Is that like, Anyway, yeah. All right. Moving on. Jordy, uh, who's your National League Hot Team of the Week? Yeah, so we blew it before, but mine's the Braves. Uh, they have they are red hot right now. Like I thought they were going to be. You thought they were too young to repeat their performance from last year. So all credit to me. <laughs> In all seriousness, no. The Braves have won seven of the last ten games. Um, and they're really starting to get it going. Ronald Cooney has had himself a really great week. Their batting average is starting to get up. They're starting to score more and more runs. Um, the really the 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 thing you need to talk about with the Braves when the conversation comes to it, and part of the reason why you were down on them, Greg, is their starting pitching, which has been a little been a little shaky. We've talked about this a couple times throughout the season so far that their starters haven't been the best. But with their offense looking the way it has, especially recently, I mentioned Acuna or Cunha, who's now at 11 homers, like Freddie Freeman. They're both over 30 RBI at the, at, at the moment. Dansby Swanson, who we've been kind of waiting for a huge breakout year. He's at 29, uh, 29 ribbies and seven homers. Uh, he's got three triples, uh, seven doubles, and this guy is really starting to – looking like he's putting it together. Um, so just another young guy on that on in that batting order where Freddie Freeman and Brian McCann and Nick Markakis can kind of lead the way – as those veterans to help out with the team. Um, and Tyler flowers, the other, the other catcher, a part of that tandem is batting pretty well, batting 273. So that offense right now is really leading the way. And if that pitching staff starts to find what it had last year, this could be pretty dangerous for not only myself as a Phillies fan within the division, but also if, but also throughout the national league, because, you know, we mentioned it a little bit with wild cards in the American league, the national league wild card race, can also might be more exciting when it comes down to it with how the central is going to go with how the East is going to go. And if teams in the West figure their shit out, it could be that way too. Are they in a position to get Kluber or the, sorry, the free agent, which one is it? They could get Kluber. They could bring back Kimbrel too. Um, yeah. They, they could, they could probably do either. Uh, like monetarily. I mean, still- are, they, are they in a position to do that? I have a feel. I mean, I have a feeling they they gotta have a lot of money. The Braves are a team that have been pretty successful for a while. Yeah. The only thing that might 
that might give me pause is that they just built a new stadium. So I don't know where they are with that. What portion did they pay for versus uh, whatever County outside of Atlanta, they built it in. Right. Cause I know they moved it to a more affluent County. Um, I think it was part of why they moved from Turner field, but yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question of where, of where they are, but I, I would think they are. Cause I know a lot of those guys are still on rookie deals or they're, you know, their entry level deals. I don't, I don't know what wordage they use for baseball. Yeah. Um, I would think they are though. Great pick, Jordy. Um, yeah. Great pick with the Braves there, and and something too to note that you know they did it. They took three out of four versus the Brewers. And they t- they swept or three out of four of the Cardinals. Yeah, which the Phillies had a lot of struggles with, which we talked about last week. Two out of three from the Cardinals. Two out of three from the Brewers. Three out of four from the Diamondbacks. Um, and that was after being swept by the Dodgers. So yep, good for them. Um, good week, Jordy. Great call uh cold team all the teams in just a quick note before i give you my cold team all the teams in like that are supposed to be the top teams in the nl they're all kind of just beating the shit out of each other you know the mm. philly struggle against the brewers and the braves take two out of three the cubs really beat up on the nationals who who also we think might be able to to hang around even though they're they're 11 games under 500 so it looks like they might be Really struggling, even though Trey Turner just got back. Um, the Phillies and the Cubs are battling right now. Like I mentioned, the Cubs are up. So it's really it's kind of cool to see all of that, that all these teams are really – nobody's emerging as as the darling of the National League. We all thought maybe the Brewers were going to do it, maybe the Cubs or the Dodgers. Um, Dodgers right now have it by maybe – I think it's four games, three and a half games, but in terms of NL best record. But it doesn't look like they're far and away – you know, going to be the number one C, which I think is, I think it's good for baseball and it's good for just exciting to watch whenever that you see them on the schedule. It's it's something you either got to watch or try to try to attend. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw a little bit last year, the parody in the national league, they really beat up on each other and led to them having lesser records than uh, some of the American league teams at the top. So, you know, with the exception of the Dodgers, obviously, but that's sort of uh similar things happening this year just because the teams are so close, I guess, in the national league may not be the best teams, but they are close enough to each other. Um, Obviously the runs that are being put up in the American league would suggest that the offenses are much better in the American league, but that's a conversation for a different time. Jordy cold team of the week. Cold team. I'm going to go with the Arizona diamondbacks who've lost five in a row. Uh, lost seven of the last 10 a team who now is sits at 525 and 25. And it was a team that you weren't quite sure what to think of coming into the season with no Paul Goldschmidt anymore. Um, And a starting staff that still should be pretty good, even though they lost Patrick Corbin. Um, You know, they're kind of in the middle of the road statistically. So it suggests they, they should be better than, than where they are. Zach Greinke has a sub three ERA. Luke Weaver's right around there. Robbie Ray's right around three. Um, and offensively, they're still getting guys to hit for power. You got a couple guys. Uh, you have a couple guys right around 10 RB or 10 homers, a couple guys right around 30 ribbies, a couple above, a couple below. Um, but they're not, they're just not really getting it done. They're not, they're not putting it together. And I don't know what, what the answer is for them because it's something where you weren't expecting them to win the, the NLS. You thought they might be able to, like a couple of years ago, backdoor their way into potentially being a wild card team. And 
And they're certainly not out of it right now. We were just talking about how the parity's right there, especially with how the, the Central's doing with teams beating up on each other. The Braves and Phillies start really beating up on each other. Who knows there? Um, but I don't know. Their run differential's plus 23, which is you know up there for National League teams. And I don't know what the answer is for the Diamondbacks, but you gotta you gotta point out where the five game losing streak is when you're when you're floating around in, in your division there. Yeah, same story, different year. You know, it's not getting enough offense, and and if your pitching is not going to match the clip they were last year, then you know you're just not gonna not gonna win get ball games, and that's yep. yeah. Obviously, it's a small sample size for this week, but a larger theme for the year, I think, for them. Uh, my cold team of the week is St. Louis Cardinals. This is a team that. Two weeks That's ago, pick too, yeah. Thank you. Two weeks ago, we had this team as the one of the hot teams of the week. Um, since then, they proceeded to uh, lose two out of three yeah, of the Rangers, really, really two out of three to the Braves, three out of four to the Pirates, two out of three to the Phillies, three out of three to the Cubs. So, uh, fuck me. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. Okay. <laughs> Whew. There were the bases loaded there, and there's a deep, deep fly ball. For the Blues, uh, but ball was caught. All is good. We go to the eleventh. Anyway, um, there you go. So you yeah, need. so the Cardinals, um, they are currently They're twenty-four and, and twenty-four. Yeah, two and eight in their last ten. Uh, yeah. We they're up. They're leading the division at one point, or right behind the Cubs. Like tie, no, they were maybe? leading it for they were yeah. leading it for a bit ahead of the Brewers, and then the Cubs came out of nowhere. The Brewers yeah. and and now doing, that's um, right after the Brewers started struggling. Right now, the Cardinals have been have been jumped by the they've, Pirates. Yeah, they've been surpassed by the Pirates. So I mean, surprising team for the Pirates. We can talk to um, he he who shall not be named um, about his team. But um, why, the, why are you speaking? Why do you speak so ill of our of our good <laughs> hockey friend? Different pod for a different day. Yeah, all right. Because um, I think he, he's been every round rooted against the Bruins. So, you know, every round he's picked against the Bruins. But No, uh, he picked them in the first round. He picked, he's, But he has picked against them in the last two. Neither here nor there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Cardinals, for me, I mean, they have to be, especially with the way the Cubs have been playing recently. Um, and, obviously, the Brewers, the start they got off to the Cubs, or those Cardinals have to. Do better than what they're doing. So, yeah, and, it, and kind of put put a cap on it. Uh, there are five starters of Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Adam Wainwright, Miles Mikolas, and Michael Waka. They all have ERAs in the fours, um, with Flaherty being the lowest at four nineteen and Waka being the highest at four ninety three. Um, yeah, you're not you're not going to do very well with that. And, and you got to got to kind of figure it out there. Andrew Miller, a guy that you bring in to to be a shutdown player he has a blown save on the year he's an era of 486 um yeah you got you gotta you gotta figure that out and you gotta you gotta find a way to to get more consistent pitching there because if you're not starting it off well you're putting your offense where they they're 12th in the league in in runs scored and fifth in batting average in all of major league baseball but you're putting them in a position where they got to dig themselves out and that's that's not the greatest spot to be in yeah i hear you Winning Great. right now, though. So yeah, we'll see what they it's, do. It's been a long start to the show. Um, can we just agree that the Baltimore Orioles and the Baltimore Orioles, the cold team of the week, and let's move on to players? Yeah, I forgot we didn't do an American League team. I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's go to players. Yeah, um, Jordy, 
my we do each to each league, correct? Yep, each league. Okay, sick league. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers. Ooh, uh, all right. Hot player of the week in the American League. Um, talking about a guy who had one stolen base, five RBIs, three home runs, nine runs scored himself uh, with a 462 batting average. Uh, for the Texas Rangers, who we just talked about, are the second highest runs, second highest run producing team in all of baseball. Your hot team of the week. Um, so only fitting that we pick someone from the hot team of the week. Jordy, there you go. I was going to go with Rudinator Dork because he has four homers, 11 ribbies. Uh, on the week of the three year anniversary of his legendary fight with Jose Bautista, uh, really performing well there and showing Bautista who's boss. Uh, but I am going to go, Greg, with, and you're not going to like this pick, but I'm going to go with Gary Sanchez, the New York Yankees catcher. Who having a bit of a bounce back year? A little, little. I mean, weird. if you're gonna if you're gonna go with any if you're gonna go with any Yankee, I feel like you have to go with Glaber Torres with seven home runs this past week. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Five homers from him and seven ribbies. Gary though, three homers, nine ribbies. No, no, three last seven average. days. Last seven days. Last seven days, I have five homers with seven ribbies uh, for Glaber Torres, but. Yeah, uh, you know, you have splitting, right. splitting hairs here. Uh, Yahoo has that for me. If I reload the page, maybe it updates to seven. Let's see. Um, anyway, the Yankees are hitting a lot of home runs, Greg. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, I still have five and seven. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to go with Gary, mainly just to talk about the narrative. Bounce back year for him. You know, there was the problems with hustling and all that stuff. Uh, so you're seeing Gary having a good week. Um, yeah, you know, and... Uh, I don't know. Gliber would have been a great pick, too. So uh, here's what good, it was. Good, good catch there, Greg. Here's what it was. Yeah. They played a doubleheader on May 15th. Oh, there so we go. There we your, go. Yahoo, oh. your Yahoo counted one of the games as whatever, as the yeah. 14th. Okay. But okay. He hit Special home, Special he, he hit He hit three home runs in in the double header the day they had the double header uh two and one one game one and the other so he's had seven in the last seven days yeah. um but that's okay that's sanchez, okay good for sanchez admit you're wrong i'll take it um jordy national league hot player of the week what do you got i'm gonna go with rendon uh i mentioned a little bit with it with the washington nationals uh you're really kind of just bleeding in terms of uh, wins and losses there kind of letting letting it up a team that, that people thought were going to have a big bounce back year after kind of a disappointing 2018 um they thought that they were fine without bryce harper um you know their their record right now doesn't really show up but they they do have a lot of stars still on that team and rendon's a guy as trey turner's been hurt and a number of other guys have kind of come in and out of the lineup this is a guy who's had a pretty good season this past week encapsulates it pretty well hitting 400 uh, three homers, eight ribbies, only six strike or only uh, two strikeouts to his name, six walks. So that's a non base percentage of over 500, an OPS of, of 1436, and he scored 10 runs himself. Um, so talk about putting the team on his back. Rendon, uh, probably one of the better hitters in general in the National League, and especially in the last seven days. I like it. Uh, good choice. Um, I'm going with Ronald Acuna Jr. Your boy. From the Atlanta Braves, um, 
seven RBIs, three stolen bases, three home runs, nine runs scored, 400 batting average, even batting average. Um, for me, the hot team of the week for you slash. I, I just pick guys from your hot team of the week for some reason. Yeah. Um, but You're picking me up. You're a good I teammate. Mean, You're picking me up when I get on base. You're scoring it in. Thank you. Knocking me in. I could have gone with Freddie Freeman. I was going back and forth between the two of them, but ultimately, I think the stolen bases and the fact that he that Acuna scored more runs uh, would put him over the edge for me. Playing better, just all around baseball uh, last seven days. Jordy, what is the next topic? Yeah, you want to do Phillies talk? You want to do Red Sox talk? Quick. Sure. Um, pump into the Red Sox quick after having a great week in last Wednesday. Uh, this week. Two out of three, they lost to the Astros at home. Um, split right now with the Blue Jays and, and extras for that one uh, mm-hmm. to, to, for the decisive game three split with the Rockies. So 500 for now this week, but um, they, had a, they had a bunch of days off in there. Um, but Evaldi's coming back soon. Price will be back, uh, I believe, Monday or, or sometime this weekend. So... Um, and then JD Martinez has been out uh, since this whole road trip since they left or since they've been in Toronto. So um, stood pat, you know, five and five, still five games out, which is what they were last week. Stood pat, um, still in a position to strike, and it's only a matter of time before they. Personally, I think only a matter of time before they jump up. Hopefully, knock on wood, into second and, and first, um, and it's going to come with getting healthy. And their pitchers, Chris Dale finally looks like he's figured it out, as we talked about last week. Um, Rick Porcello looks like he's figured it out. So we just need to get uh, Price, Eovaldi back, and then um, go from there. I like it. I like it a lot. Jordy, you tease me with Gabe the Babe. You tease me with, a, with, a, with something that he did. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, so it's not – so we – what he did, it's a topic you and I have discussed a number of times because you, you've continually asked, why don't the Phillies have Sir Anthony Dominguez as their closer? Uh, and I've, it, the answer has always been the same of Gabe, basically not believing in closers, wanting closers to, he wants to not, he doesn't want to put a label on it. And he uses different pitchers to close out games and uses them in different roles. Um, so earlier this week, as I mentioned, they're in Chicago. They won game one on Monday night, uh, an extra innings. They use Adam Morgan in the bottom of the 10th inning after your guy, J- after your guy, our guy, our guy, JT real Muto, who Greg as a side note, JT and Bryce must've heard our conversation. Cause they were basically battling to prove who was the better deal. They both <laughs> had two homers, both had some go ahead homers some go ahead RBIs. Uh, but anyway, JT had a go ahead home, had the go ahead homer on Monday night. And, Adam Morgan comes in to, to get one out and then gave the baby uses Juan Nicasio to get the final two outs. Phillies win five, four all's good and dandy last night, Tuesday night, they're up two one and it looks like everything's going to be great. And Gabe brings Nicasio back in, in the ninth inning to close this thing out. Uh, not only does Nicasio blow the save, but ends up letting up the game winning hit from Javi Baez. Uh, Phillies lose three, two. Now my, ripe with it is that if you're not labeling closers why would you then use the same guy a guy who's not a closer in Juan Nicasio 
who's had troubles in later innings of ninth inning or later to close this game out. And I don't know what it is. I think they need to name either Sir Anthony or when David Robertson comes back, David Robertson, somebody is the ninth inning guy that you need to turn to. And that's my frustration right now. There's not really a lot else I can be upset with. The Phillies swept the Colorado Rockies this past weekend. Um, and, you know, they're currently, it's currently 1 1 uh, in that series with the Cubs, probably going to be 1 2 in the favor of the Cubs as Javi Baez hit a home run. Actually, Andrew McCutcheon just hit a home run as we speak. So it's 8 4 Cubbies right now. Um, do, you think but that, the, do you think that the, it's the mashups? That's why he's going with whatever. That's part of it. That's, that's part of what, where Monday night came from is Adam Morgan's lefty came in against the lefty, bring in Nicasio to throw, throw the final two outs. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I think. You want to instill confidence. You want to show guys, hey, we want to use you in the ninth inning too. There was there was reasoning for doing that a couple times last year where they they would use Nearest in the, in the ninth inning because he was originally the quote unquote closer, and then Sir Anthony comes up. He he was using the ninth inning a lot. Nishak's been using the ninth inning a lot. So they they I'm fine with going through it, but kind of pick if you're not if you're not going to label a closer, which I think you should, but if you're not going to pick like three guys that are going to be your close your closing guys guys that you know are going to be coming in the eighth and ninth inning to get a set to get the the setup hold and then the save rotate them in and out as you want i know some you know there's some guy you know some guys don't there's some some guys who don't pitch back to back nights and that's kind of stupid but it's you know whatever baseball players are fucking crazy as we've named a segment on our show um but there there's got to be something where you figure out who are going to be your late inning guys? Who are going to be your middle inning guys? Who are going to be just the other guys that you that you roll out for a couple innings? It's not as it's like the it's one of the only things that that I wish Gabe Kapler would change about how he manages because I think he's doing I think he's doing a great job with it. We talked about it maybe, last week if you're managing maybe, the personalities. Honestly, maybe the Phillies go outside and sign Craig Kimbrell. Do you think they should sign Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell? I said maybe they do. Maybe they need a closer. I mean, I guess unless they unless they believe Robinson's the guy, then you know he should not, be the guy. But, He's just been hurt since the yeah. since like the second week of April. Yeah, I mean, why bring in Kimbrell if you don't need to pay him for eight years when you have? Yeah, that's the problem. Is is Kimbrell and and, and Keiko Keiko want all want, the money? No, they want years. Yeah. I mean, money's irrelevant in baseball. It's about years. Um, like a Bryce, money's irrelevant. It's all about years. Jordy, do we want to talk, before we hop into Rookie of the Week and Pitcher of the Week, do we want to discuss the 76ers? Oh, yeah, we said Pitcher of the Week. The 76ers at all or no? Uh, well, we we had an opportunity to last week, and we talked about my a little bit of my depression from them. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know. I mean, I don't want to rub salt. It is what it is. What you <laughs> put salt in the wound? Uh, give Jimmy Butler all the money he wants. I think I said that last week, but I'm doubling down on that. Nice. I think Emily just heard us talking about the Sixers. So if she runs in America, that's that's why. Uh, oh, you mean you mean third, third and girl. girl? Yes, the third and girl. The. Uh, the third and girl. I forgot we didn't do do pitcher of the week. Thank you for catching me on there, Greg. Um, I mean, that's what I'm here for. Just to keep you honest, honestly. Yeah, that's why. That's why you. Why we keep bringing you back. Uh, but yeah, let's let's look at pitcher of the weeks. 
Let's start. Let's start in the National League, Greg. Let's start okay. in the National League. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to pick? Sure, I can go first if you'd like. All right. All righty. Um, Mike Soroka from the Atlanta Braves. We talked about Atlanta not having great pitching this year. Uh, this kid went out two solid starts. Um, eight innings, seven innings, 10 Ks, 0. .6 ERA, two wins. Uh, great, great, great week for this kid, Mike Soroka. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, you mentioned the Pirates a little bit. I'm going to go with Jordan Lyles. This guy pitched just once this week, which as many people know, I like to normally pick the guys who pitch a lot of innings, throw, get a lot of strikeouts. But this guy, Jordan Lyles, 12 Ks in one start over seven innings, only allowed one earned run, and it was off a homer. Um, five hits, one walk. That's a whip of .86 in an ERA of 1.29, as I mentioned, the one earned run. Um, you know, the Pirates slowly but surely, you know, just, just hanging around, kind of proving the computers right. You know, we talk a lot about the Cubs versus the computer, which Joe Madden's basically telling telling the computers, and and oh, but not his boss, not Theo, because Theo's helped, you know, helped out with everything and getting that World Series. But telling the computers, you know, go go suck one but the pirates two games above 500 right now despite having a negative 50 run differential and it starts like that that help out and you know if uh i don't think just just a couple good pitchers is going to get you really a lot closer to a wild card team but uh think about if they had an offense i'll just put it that way 100 172 runs scored is the second to worst second to worst in the national league ahead of the Miami Marlins. Um, and it's well ahead of the Marlins, but still second to worst. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my guy, Jordan miles. I like it. Um, American league. I'm going to go. Or, yeah, you go first. Cause I went first for the other. I'm going to go with Justin Verlander. Almost nice. threw a no hitter last night. Um, only let up two, two runs this week, both off homers. Uh, it's actually what broke up as no hitter. If I, if I'm thinking correctly, uh, only th- only th- two one more hit. That's three on the week and three walks. A whip of point four, and a opponent's batting average of point oh six. Uh, absolutely absurd. And just showing after a couple of years ago when we thought you know those those late years in Detroit that Verlander might be done. He and Kate Upton might ride off in the sun together. He's really just shoving it down everybody's throat, and he has since he got to got to Detroit a couple of years ago, and just continues to. A great pick. It, uh, we it's similar to the numbers that Chris Sale put up last week. Um, yeah. So great pick there, Jordy. I'm going with Shane Bieber from the Cleveland Indians. That's a good um, pick. Thank you. Only one start. Went all nine innings. One win. Fifteen uh, Ks. Zero earned runs in nine innings. Um, complete game shutout. Hard yep. to hard to go against that. So good on him, Jordy. Do you have a relief pitcher? You want me to go first? I have one lined up. Uh, I do have one actually. Hey, let's hear it. Yeah, if, I'm if gonna you, go with Amir if, Garrett. Okay, good. Of the Cincinnati Reds. Good. If you had said, if you had said Chapman, I would have told you to hang up. <laughs> no, but this guy, Greg, uh, four appearances, three point one innings pitched, and nine strikeouts. That means of the ten outs he got, nine of them were K's. No, no earned runs allowed. No runs at all. Uh, only one hit 
and one walk that is in a whip of 0.6. So Red's a team we don't talk about a ton, but uh, this guy getting it done, one win and two holds on the week as well. I love it. Great pick. Uh, I'm going with the San Diego Padres pitcher, closer, I should say, Kirby Yates. First of all, Kirby. Thank you. Kirby's a great name. He had four appearances, got all four saves in those four appearances with 7K, zero earn, zero whip, just four perfect innings. Um, Great for him. And if we said it last week, say it again. If San Diego can start hitting the ball, putting some runs on the board, they could be a team to reckon with, and they could be an unreal team to have to face, you know, especially one game playoff, but just the playoffs in general. Yeah, it's it's. I was about to ask you, do you think he's a guy that if, if the Padres don't get it together, and, and right now they're they're like the Pirates, they're two games above five hundred, um, and their run differential is actually a lot better. They just a similar story to the Pirates if their offense really just got it going, and and you know who knows, but do you think? I was about to ask you if, if they don't get it going, is Kirby Yates going to be on the move? But do you think it's possible that they might potentially try to put something around Machado to try to to get some offense in Fernando Tatis? Tatis is hurt. I think that's a big part of 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 some of their struggles of having just well, another guy. I mean, outside it was, of it was the guy they got last year, right? It, it started with him. Was that Hosmer yeah. at first? Yeah, Hosmer too. You're absolutely right? right. So it started with him, and then they go out and get. Um, Machado, and you know, maybe they are another positive big at bat away. So, maybe if anything, they make a move for an at bat. I guess obviously it depends upon where they are. Um, come all star game, but I mean, I think that this team could sneak their way into the playoffs, and we're almost like Minnesota Twins it. And, yeah, that's actually a fair take. Um, the Twins is, is a good, is a very good comparison. Um, but I, the only thing that gives that gives you pause about that is how the the NLE shakes out, especially with the Braves looking looking like they're starting to really put it together. Then the Central, if if the Cardinals figure it out, if the Pirates keep this up, um, they do the same thing as the Padres. Uh, but Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and the Cubs. I mean, you're you're almost just put you're almost just penciling one of them in as the as the champ and the other is the wild as wild card one. So I don't know that there's they're ahead of teams right now in terms of hopscotch, but as things start to shake out and, and we enter, you know, enter the summer months, who knows how that's all going to go because run differential that does, that can be indicative of, of future performance. Yeah. I love it. Um, Jordy, do you have any stadium snacks? Um, yeah, actually, so I, I went last Thursday, day game action, uh, it's pretty good time. Oh yeah. Gotta love it. Um, actually I was following the Thunderblog Instagram and saw the story and pictures. So if you want to give that a little plug, it's a pretty good, they were wearing their, their little old school blues, right? Yeah. So they do that on Thursdays. They, uh, Thursday home games. They, they, they do hashtag TBT. Uh, they wear um, their, they wear their light blue jerseys and it's Thursday. cool. They, they last Thursday was actually eight. It was the eighties day. So they, I think it actually also happened to be the 30th anniversary of Top Gun. So as they're announcing the, the Philly starting lineup, they they're playing danger zone and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty awesome. Um, my butt, my buddy Joe and I went, he's actually moving away from Philly. So it was kind of our last hurrah going, going out to the Phillies game. One last baseball game together. Um, 
On Thursday, and, yeah. we were blue, huh? Do what? That was a Mean Girls reference because they say Wednesdays we were pink. So I said, oh, on Thursdays we uh, were uh, blue. Thursdays we were blue. I like um, it. <laughs> so, thank you. So when the Phillies start putting together a couple of years in a row of winning, you'll you'll see these these tchotchke days, these, these, oh, we need to do something to get fans type days. You'll see these go away. Um, yeah, they don't give anything out those days, but they did have Game of Thrones night a week and a half ago. I think we talked about that a little bit, which Joe yeah, and I again. actually talked about at this game where there were more fans in line waiting to take a picture on the Iron Throne, which, you know, I, I actually, I won't spoil anything of the finale in case you haven't watched it. Um, oh, is that that's when, the general you? I know you've watched it, but um, is that when Tyrion took a piss on it or? Oh, yeah, it's when uh, it's when Darth Vader showed up. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah, you're getting it. But there's more fans dude. waiting in line for the fans waiting like in a two hour estimated length of, for the line for the Iron Throne. Um, so yeah, um, I think though, like Game of Thrones and Star Wars have now solidified themselves around baseball of having a night at each team. But there are some that are like again, I'll, that, I'll just again, I'll tell you when when you're the Red Sox or you're a fan of the Red Sox, we don't have any of those kitschy nights. We have bobblehead night every now and again, but uh, yeah, for teams that don't need. For teams that aren't located at Fenway Park, when the Boston Red Sox come to your stadium, that's also a tchotchke night because Red Sox Nation is everywhere, Greg. Not to pump your tires too much. Well, that's my uh, point is that yeah. Philly's supposed to have these great fans and be such a good sports town, but yet they, I'm whoa, whoa, surprised. Whoa, 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 I'm really – my point is I'm surprised they, they have to do these these – these crazy nights or every Thursday we no, were. I think it's more of just a nod of the team of the, you know, the team of the past. Um, I was, I'm, you know, there, I'm just surprised. There's no real. I'm surprised. I don't think they had those jerseys of the 1980 team, but I'm just surprised. Um, all. No, they've done that for, yeah, I feel like they'd keep this going, especially because they want to merchandise everything. I want to keep giving out. Anyway, keep giving out everything. Give me, give me um, your stadium snack from your chat. Yeah. So yeah, Jesus, uh, we're, we're just, <laughs> <laughs> really trying to give each other a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, I ended up getting getting the uh, the bulldog. I think I've talked about it before from Bulls Barbecue. Jared would call it the kielbasi. Um, but yeah, it's it's a kielbasa kielbasa uh, sausage on a uh, nice nice uh, hoagie roll. Nice nice amoroso roll is the name of the company that that sells it. You know, get get a number of the good sauces that the Bulls Barbecue has. Whiz or no whiz. Uh, no, I did not get. You mean cheese whiz sauce, as ESPN calls it? Um, no, I got the barbecue sauce, buddy. You got to throw the barbecue sauce on there. Uh, Bulls barbecue with three different varieties: Carolina, Memphis, St. Louis. I think is another. Ooh, uh, which one did you go with? I uh, yeah, I go with the Carolina, the mustard based sauce. Jacques, yeah. you were with Carolina yeah. when the Bruins were playing the Hurricanes. How dare you? Hey, I pick the Bruins. Don't don't How get after you? me. You better not get the Blues one next time either. No, no, no. Oh, Greg, Greg, who picked the Bruins at the start of the playoffs? Jacques Hughes. Yeah. I said the Bruins were going to win if Tampa Bay lost before, so I was half right. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it was you. So, yeah. I, I don't have a stadium snack, although the weather is beautiful out. I went over my stadium snacks last week. Yeah. Um I know you have a you have a bleacher creature you wanted to tell me about, and I I have a I have two that I want to tell you. All right, so you go with yours sandwich, first. Well, let's sandwich my bleacher creature. So we'll say yours, do mine, say yours. So say mine, say my first one, then yours, and then my other one. Yeah, it's let's let's call it a sandwich. 
Ah, I like it. I like it. A little stadium, little uh, a, a nice bleacher creature stadium snack. A little behind the pod. Anyway, so my first one is really quick. It's uh, it's a picture that we couldn't figure out. Uh, third and girl and I, but we found this that cut for the MLB sort of fan account that that gets thrown out uh, of a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife bringing their fully grown golden retriever to a game. I don't know if it was a bark in the park type situation, but the dog is just sprawled out over the, over both, both people in their seats. So this dog, not only, which if you buy a bark in the park ticket, uh, you get a, you get a ticket for your dog as well. This dog did decide not to send its own seats out on its owner's lap. So that's my first one. I'll tell you the second one after yours. That's funny. I actually just thought of another one because I went to the PGA tour or championship at Bethpage Black on Friday. And did you really? Yeah, we didn't talk Why about didn't this. you tell me you were going? I mean, I I it was I completely forgot. It was like a last second thing. I completely forgot That's that. Awesome. I, yeah. I mean Oh shit. You want to talk about that at the end? Yeah, we could yeah, okay. Perfect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. my first uh, bleacher creature. Um I just want to show you Ooh, Greg, Red Sox took the lead. I know Mookie Betts just absolutely tattooed a ball like like 15 rows up in dead center, absolutely tattooed it. Um, just like a, one of those swings that was just Mookie bets pure. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and I'm hard. Um, so <laughs> no, so, so I gotta, I can't make that comment and then talk about what I'm going to talk about for my bleach creature because it involves children, but um, oh, no. oh no! Give me a quick transition, Jordy, so I can. Oh, you want me to tell? You? Well, well, I'll no, tell no, you no. mine. I'll tell no, you no. mine. So, 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 this just shows you how crazy um, Notre Dame fans are, and and not to ruin the punchline, but um, a dad, a, a dad, and his brings his little daughter to the game for the first time, or first time ever at Fenway, first time ever at a Sox game. Uh, great moment. You know, you'd think it'd be awesome. There, my roommate and I were enjoying a nice Dell's lemonade on a cold day with uh, some hot dogs and and peanuts. And the dad and brings the daughter up, walks her out, and says, "This is our cathedral, our chapel, just like Notre Dame." Said that Fenway was. He, yeah, he said this is this. Is, he said this is. This, the dad said, this and Notre Dame football stadium is like church. This and Notre Dame is like chapel. This is like the Vatican, is what he said to his daughter, who couldn't have been more than five, six years old. Okay. Were they very Irish? No, not at all. I laugh for two reasons, because one, Fenway Park is that type of special place. It is oh, that, for sure. It is that type of atmosphere place. But I just thought it was crazy ridiculous to compare it to Notre Dame. And, and as a, uh alum and a player who went to a different ACC school, even though Notre Dame tries to say they're not in the ACC, they are in the ACC, um, and went to a different ACC school, I just couldn't get over it how Notre Dame fans like treat Notre Dame like it literally is the second coming. Um, and I mean, good, good for that dad again, taking his daughter's first ever game. 
explain to her how magical what she's seeing is, how magical Fenway is. I fully understand, but don't then turn around and ruin it with, oh, this is just like Notre Dame, which is church. Like, get the f- uh well, you know, I mean, maybe he's an ND alum, you know, who knows? Oh, maybe you're right. But would you, would you yeah. go around and say that Lehigh, Lehigh's Division One AA football stadium is, is church? Uh, no, I would not say that about, about Goodman Stadium. Um, <laughs> no, our, our 12-30 only games and a lot of fans in the Lehigh Valley who think that college football should only be played at 1230. Um, yeah, no, I would not say that about Goodman. Um no, that's a good one, though. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Notre Dame's kind of like Alabama. There's more fans who actually didn't go there versus people who did. Um, so who knows? I mean, you you really could get a lot of a lot of different ways that that situation was gone there. He, you know, was he actually he was actually from Boston? Yeah, they, you know, was he actually a Red Sox fan or was it some dude from like Kansas? Oh yeah, no, like, no, yeah, yeah, we need in, to... no. They were decked out and they were decked out in. Um... Red Sox guard. Yeah, yeah. Because that could have been something, too, of just, like, he took his kid to Fenway because they were there and all that. Right. I love the moment of showing his daughter and explaining to her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This place, this Fenway We're not here to hate on parents taking their kids to sporting events. I'm just saying. Greg is not anti-kid. I'm just saying. this. this, He should have 100% said Fenway Park is the, the Mecca, all that, and then stop at that. I thought the garden was the Mecca. The TD Garden, yeah. I thought MSG that that's the mecca. Uh, even though they're not getting Zion. Nice. Oh, you never know. Oh. John Morant could have an unreal. Uh... <laughs> no wait. Oh, they're third. Fonte Mac, no matter what. Fonte Mac, no matter what. Wait. Anyway, you talking about about a father daughter moment? One of the Knicks kind of fits fourth? into mine. I have a father son moment for my bleacher creature. One of the Knicks fourth. Uh, yeah, they're fourth. They're not getting okay. Zion. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. Um, they might get RJ Barrett, other Duke guy. Um, mine's a father-son moment, though. So Stephen Bronfman, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He is a real estate developer based in Montreal, and he has announced an agreement to be- develop a plot of land to potentially bring back in Montreal to potentially build a baseball stadium in hopes to bring a team back to Montreal. Now, Greg, you might be wondering, where does the father-son aspect of this? Stephen Bonfman's father was is Charles Bonfman, the former owner of the Montreal Expos. So, so the son... The son is, is currently building a stadium to try to bring home, huh. try to bring back... Montreal Expos baseball or whatever the, the instance would be. I don't know if it's a Seattle. I don't know if it's a Seattle supersonics type of deal where you, where they would mean where they would get the Expos history back. If, if they were to come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, exciting, I guess um, the Expos, I mean, Vlad Vlad Guerrero was was why anyone watched the Expos and Pedro got his start there, obviously, and and Pedro being Pedro was unreal. Um, but with Vlad Guerrero Jr. playing on on in Toronto now, um, who knows? I, mean, I don't yeah, like he French, has said that I don't like French Canada. I don't I don't like French Canada. 
Why? Because the because the les habitants, the Canadians. I mean, the, the, yeah, they're. Mad. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that's gonna get me in trouble. Um, I think there were some surveys that came out about French Canada, so we we can direct you that way if you want to Google things about it to nice. hammer Greg's home point. So uh, my other my other home. My, my other bleacher creature, Jordy, is yeah. from the PGA. Yeah, how was that, man? It was awesome. It was a it was a great time, ton of fun. Um, Did you guys have a corporate tent, or were you just on the grounds? Corporate tent, yep. But oh, obviously you sweet. could, yeah, obviously you could walk around. Um, so it was on the seventeenth hole, which is a par three. Um, yeah, which is awesome. And then you know you look up and see the eighteenth. You can also see sixteen and fifteen yeah. from my, where we were. So my guy Lucas Beauregard had his hole in one. Yep, it was right in front of the tent. Uh, yeah. So Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, like the hole was right in front of our tent. Anyway, the point Incredible. was, it was awesome. I've never been to a golf event ever before in my life. Um, it was sweet, great way to do it. Yeah. The bleacher creature is this. Oh, here we go. Okay. Tiger Mania, full effect, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've never been a huge fan of the TW logo. Okay. I like Tiger. Big fan. Never been a huge fan of the TW in like a rectangular shape logo that they got going on. Yeah. Personally. Anyway. Tiger Mania, we're walking around in the morning session. This is before Tiger gets on the course. Tiger gets yep. on in the afternoon. We get, we're walking around in the morning. There's this guy. Okay. When I tell you not a single article of clothing on his body was not TW branded. Jesus. I mean, not a single article of clothing on his H- body. How old is this guy? I mean, he had to be, had to be 30s or 40s. Dude. Had to be. Had Oy. to be. Had to be. Thank you. Oi is right. Okay. Now, this is equivalent to wearing a baseball uniform to a baseball game. Full yeah. hockey pads and shoulder pads to a hockey game. This is the equivalent of wearing Jared Barnes type uniform yeah. to a baseball game. Jared okay. doesn't even wear base. He wears baseball pants to our fucking beer league softball games. He does not wear them to baseball games. I can confirm or to MLB games. I can confirm that. <laughs> you confirm that. So he's maybe the only person I know that drinks Bud Light Orange, except I drink it with him. But he's the only person I know that drinks it outside of MLB games. But he does not wear baseball pants. So Jared's got a big leg up on this guy. Yeah. So let's start at the bottom. Okay. Black Tiger Woods spikes. Black Tiger oh. Wood golf <laughs> spikes. <laughs> oh, my God. He even had the spikes. Had the spikes. Was he wearing pants or shorts? Wearing pants. I can Jesus con- Christ. Yep. In May, let me let me on Long Island, please. It's humid there. Please, Jordy, we haven't even gotten past this. The, we haven't gotten past the the shoes yet. Okay, <laughs> and these are the, these are the shoes that have the TW on the back, right? Holy shit! So he sat down, so I was able to see his socks because you sit down, your pants right up, whatever. Literally black TW socks. I didn't even know they made Tiger with TW Tiger Woods. I didn't Good even know Lord. they made. UW socks. Are they? Okay. Are they? What are they? Are these ankle socks? Are they mid calves. Ankles. He is wearing. Greg, how close are you looking at this guy's ankles? Let's let's ask that question. 
I mean, or was the logo that big? When I fully just, what I fully describe, I mean, he was he was a stone throw away. He was from me to, he was a stone throw away from me. Or, All right. or I could spit on him. That's how close he was. Um. Anyway, he's got it fucking everywhere on these pants. Okay. Top it off. He's got a fucking black belt, TW belt. Again, everything's TW. Black TW belt, silver buckle across the board wrapped around his thing, right? Obviously. What color shirt? Red. Fucking red shirt, but with that with the new the new one with the gross fucking collar. Oh, fuck that thing. With no collar, whatever it is. Yeah. And like and we've talked about before, not many people can pull off that type of shirt. No. And this was not one of those guys. No. Who can pull off this? It does not sound like it. This was not one of those guys who can pull off this shirt. Tucked in, obviously. Tucked he had the shirt tucked in, obviously. Red, the little flag. He had he had the top button un, undone just like Tiger does, float over. Every time it would fly back over one side, he would open it back up so it would stay like the way Tiger has it. Okay. Move to the top. He's obviously got the black tiger with the TW hat. He's fucking walking around, pulls out Bridgestone golf ball. Two of them. And I, and I sat next to the person I was with, and I was like, or I was standing next to the person I was next to, I was like, is this guy expecting to be called to jump out and play? Like, is this guy... First this of all, guy ready to, like... First all, tiger put one OBs, you like, I got you, buddy. Right? First of all, he's wearing spikes. Second of all, like... You look like a fucking clown. Like what grown man? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> baffling, just baffling to me. I think the closest I got to that was it when the U.S. Open was here in Marion in 2013. I have like a 2013 Marion U.S. Open shirt that I bought pre-tournament that I wore to the tournament, but I didn't wear spikes. There's and absolutely nothing sneakers. wrong with that, Jordy. Absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like we went out, I, t- tucked it. I mean, like. You gotta look nice when you go. No, to no, the, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, that's not no. the point. That's not the point, right? The point. No, no, is no that but decked out in the tiger stuff. I mean, was, you look like. Oh fuck! Oh, he's missing the driver. Yeah, the or ball, a the ball. Oh, fuck you! Red Sox just gave up a game tying home run. God damn it! Hey, the Phillies right. already lost. So Didn't I'm, mean to cuss, you know, but join me. Join join me in despair. No, it's a tied. Now the game's tied. Alrighty. There was two outs. I was, there was two outs, two strikes. I was ready to go to bed, and this fucking fat fuck yeah. from Toronto just plants one over the states. This that's what. I, uh, anyway, Cora mismanaged. You hate game. when the Red Sox are in Toronto. Hate it. They never play well in Toronto. Yeah. Never played well well in Toronto. They they'll sweep the Blue Jays next time they're in Fenway, but they go to here and they just that was that that ball was at the kid's ankles and he hit it and crushed it out. I of the golfed park. it out. Was it Vlad yeah. Junior? No, it's this fat fuck. Some white guy named Tella something, Teletubby maybe. Wasn't Justin Smoke? No, I mean that's yeah. the problem. That's the problem. Is like Cora mismanaged this game. But anyway, it was Telez, Telez, mm, okay. Telez, whatever. Hey, Oscar but, Hernandez. Nice. the the part the the point is equivalent to wearing uh, a full full hockey shoulder pads uniform to a hockey game. Full baseball outfit to a baseball game. So uh, let me ask you this: Are you a jersey guy? Like, obviously, don't wear like none of the other shit. Like, do you wear like a Bruins jersey when you go to the Garden, or a Red Sox jersey when you go to Fenway? No, I no. do not. I the only jersey 
that I have is a Patriot one, and I got that as a gift from one of my future brother-in-laws. Nice. So, and I never really wear that unless yeah, yeah. I'm with him, and he lives in Connecticut, so I'm never with him. Um, <laughs> I've never been a really Jersey guy, partly because um, my body is not really shaped to look good in a jersey. If you jersey look good in. Yeah, but why am I wearing a I mean, I was always, like, every time I was brought to a hockey game, we were always told to dress nicely, right? We always had the nice ah, okay. attire. Like, that's, like, what, it, that's what, like, yeah. real hockey fans do. Or Sorry, not, that's not true. That's what classy hockey fans do. Um, I think I can, Stanley Cup Finals game one, let's, uh. Let's get an over. Let's see if Vegas can has an over under of number of jerseys there, and I guarantee that's like a four, at least a four digit number, if not five digit. Jordy, I'm obviously fucking with you because I know you're a Jersey guy, so I'm obviously fucking with you. Hundred <laughs> percent, I've been fucking with you this I, whole time. I, I absolutely took that bait, hook, <laughs> line, and sinker. I know for a fact you're a Jersey guy. You know I know you're a Jersey guy. Obviously, it's you got fucking- me. We're in the wee, we're in the wee hours of the night. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a better side of anything that it's the wee hours of the night. And that's oh, my man. That's, that's my bravo. That's bravo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But um, no, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I don't see anything. Wrong I will with, say, though, I don't see anything wrong with wearing jerseys. I really don't. I don't see anything wrong wrong with wearing jerseys. And people are like, oh, why would you put another man's name on your back? Blah blah blah. Like, I will say this. That's part I, of I, it. My Flyers jersey is is a Jake Voracek jersey that I wear. I used to have one. I still do have two that my grandparents got me in back-to-back Christmases that have my name on the back. Uh, I don't wear those to games anymore. I used to when I like when it was still like fun, like nice that I wore them to show my grandparents. Um, I have a Jake Voracek jersey. I don't know if I'd – he's older than me. I don't know if I'd buy one. Like if Morgan Frost, the Flyers prospect, ends up being really good or like another prospect or somebody in the future – I don't know if I'd buy one for myself, maybe down the line when I have kids, buy them that, but then I just start wearing like a flyers, like sweatshirt or flyers, like pullover or something. Um, maybe graduate out of the Jersey or buy like a classic John LeClaire or something like that. Are you um, wearing a Phillies jersey? Are you wearing a 76ers jersey? Excuse me. I don't have a Sixers jersey. That's the only one I don't have. And I, I don't think I'm ever going to buy one. Um, I have a Phillies jersey that doesn't, that doesn't have a name on the back. And then I have a Darren Sproles Eagles jersey. The Sproles jersey will last forever. Yeah, the Sproles jersey. Um, that's part of why I bought it. Is that he's he's that kind of player. I was really excited when the Eagles got him, and I'm glad he's stuck around for as long as he has. And the Voracek jersey. That's a joke. I can't believe you have that. Oh, I love Jake. The, oh, I love Jake. It's a great guy. Uh, maybe. maybe I bought it before he had. The, he was second in the league in points. Nice. I was on the, I was on the Jake train early. Nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so. I have no problem with people wearing jerseys. I've never been that type of person again. Simply because I totally agree with you though about the, the way it looks. Golf events. Well, the only time you, the, whole, the only time it's, it's acceptable whole, is like you go when it's raining. It's the whole uniform. Because you don't want to fuck. He had the long pants. He had the belt. He had the tucked-in shirt. He had the why you wear long pants is beyond hat. me. He, he literally looked like he should have been playing. Yeah, I have a Tiger Woods shirt that's that is red that I bought at the waste management earlier this year. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong when with I. That. When I, when I was saying this though, when I wear it, I do not wear black shorts. I wear the opposite of a dark color of short. 
I wear, I have these maroon shorts that I wear with it that Emily's assured me that they match. So I don't look like an idiot. Um, but, but I, I avoid anything that could be misconstrued as black to avoid mm. the possibility of trying to be that guy that's dressing like Tiger Woods. Cause there's like, there, there's one thing of like, Oh, you're wearing like, there's the kids who all dress like that dress that dressed up like Ricky back in the day. And some, some still do. Or like, if you're a big Jordan Spieth guy, so you're decked out in Under Armour stuff. Then there's Tiger. That's, that's really overstepping the boundaries there. Yeah. And, and for such like such a dominant player, it's almost like, it's almost like a Gretzky, right? It's almost like a Gretzky uniform or Gretzky Jersey. Like you don't want to, you can't wear it because it's such a good and like the expectation and, and everything that goes with wearing something like that. Yeah. You have to be the best. So when Tiger retires, do you say they should retire red polos from the PGA Tour? No, but Patrick Reed can't go out there looking like a clown wearing the same exact thing that <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree. that he wore the day before that Tiger wore this day before, like uh, Patrick Reed did this past weekend when he wore the same. He's done that thing. for a while, which is kind of oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Michael no, Davis, no, I... let's go. This oh, kid, Red, man. Red Sox retaking the lead? Yeah, absolute moonshot. This kid, he's a rookie. He's unreal. There you go. There you go. Uh, not unreal. He just crushes home runs. Um, uh, last note before we wrap kid, things but... up, just, not, just just since we're on the golf, um, I'll ask you this. Who was your favorite golfer that you, got to, that you did get to see Friday? I personally love Ricky. always have. Yeah. Um, you got to, Do you follow him for a couple holes? Yes and no. He was playing with Bubba, uh, and other than someone else who's a huge name. So the the crowd around them was really big, and they were like two groups in front of Tiger. So yeah, yeah. Uh, only a little bit. But post um, though had to be pretty sweet on par three. That's what me and Maddie D did when we were at the uh, at the waste management. So well, we walked the whole course um, morning and afternoon. We walked and saw the different people. We just like when the feature groups we wanted to see were around our hole, we went back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty um, sweet. Yeah. So let's see. In person. Um, honestly, I, I never realized because, you know, you look at – you watch it on TV. You get to see all the shots. You get to see – you never realize how tall and short these players are because there's no reference normally. You see them in the middle they of the yeah, right, or putting green. Like you never really know really their height and, and everything that's going on. Um, and there are some guys that were dialed in and not really waving anyone, and then there are guys who were entertaining with the crowd and, and going along with it. So. Um, New favorite? No, I've been a Ricky guy. Still, kind of am. So, for me, oh. uh, keep with no, I like it. Thanks, Jordy. Jordy, huh. real quick, we would not be a good po- a baseball pod if we didn't talk about this. Do you see this Braves uh, pitching prospect? Who? Uh, there, he got drafted last year. There, there was a quote-unquote injury concern. So instead of giving him the full signing bonus that a fifth a number five overall pick gets, they offered him like, let's say he get, he's supposed to get five. They offered him 2 million instead mm. of the five. So he turned it down, went and played Juco for a year. And instead of re-entering the draft this year, mm-hmm. 
he has reportedly he's about to sign with a Japanese baseball team for an absurd amount of money to go pitch over there. And by the time he's ready to become a free agent, he'll be 25, potentially ready to sign a long-term crazy amount of money Major League Baseball deal if his if he's as good as prospects say he's supposed to be. I read this really quickly, and you gave a much better much better description of what what the situation is than I could have. But that's that's kind of like the basketball player thing of skipping college to go go pro over there. Because you can want you can figure out a way that you can get the get your money, get yourself established well. And I, I don't know is that is do you think that's something going forward that baseball and and to an extent other sports need to figure out of how to properly how to figure out you know how to properly treat prospects and well this is the, the, this is the first time this is a, well no, sorry this is they say that this is like one of the first times this has ever happened. Yeah, this is also on the heels of Kyler Murray just deciding I'm not going to go play for the for the A's and go to the NFL. Like there's something so, about how the prospects are treated. I I think that right that I think they're they're fig- they're trying to get theirs right. And I can I compare it to I almost compare it to uh, like Bryce Harper, right? Mm-hmm. At age 16, was doing the Hitting the ball of the highway. Well, he's doing the Arizona Baseball League, right? He didn't go to college. He was doing like the. He was doing something so that he could play. He was, right playing, away for, he was playing for a junior college team when he was sixteen. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he was doing something where he didn't have to play. He could go right to the majors or whatever it may have been. Well, um, you could you could be eighteen and a major league team calls you up. He went right into the draft and just went right into the national system. Got it. So my point is that, like, it's not impressive this happens, but. Or sorry, this is unprecedented. This is in terms of like this has never really happened yeah. before. A guy going to Japan um, to play over there, and like you said, you really only hear about it in basketball. You could argue um, hockey has it, but there's so many like you could play college hockey. There's so much random randomness uh, around that. Yeah. Also, also people go to Europe after like at the end of their career. Yeah, in hockey, as opposed to like you know they'd rather grind it out here than over there. So. Um, you don't really hear about it that much with hockey. Football obviously doesn't have anything outside of college. So it's really only baseball and basketball where this has sort of happened or, or something's been set. And this kid, they're saying, you know, really is setting a new precedent here. And like you said, maybe they do need to reevaluate how they look at their prospects, how they do that whole thing, because is, eight, is 18 too young? Because you think about all the kids that have washed out of baseball. Yeah. Uh, on the other breath, there's five fucking – divisions and leagues so they need to it's more than that actually it's like well, it's a deep the minor league system is very deep right so they need to have people in it yeah. um not to mention all like the you know the red sox have an academy in the dominican they have an academy you know what i mean like not to mention all those things yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. that's a, that's a really good point it's something to, to certainly explore thank you if you're both us as as podcast guys as well as obviously the teams and and just be MLB as a whole. Um, yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Really appreciate it. Hey, Jordy, no problem. Um, one last you, thing. Think it's before, a good move, smart move. What to go to Japan or this kid. Yeah. They say, yeah, I don't know. A, I mean, they say he's got a 95 mile an hour fastball and, and an unreal curveball. I mean, if he's going to get paid that much money by 
in Japan and he wants to go get his. And then he comes over and has some sort of you Darvish, Daisuke, whomever, you know, Shohei Otani, whomever. That's, you know, name, name that guy that's done it from Japan. You know, by all means, go ahead. Um, you know, if you're if you're just trying to I mean, if you're trying to get just paid, do it. You know, if, the, if you're a guy who you wanted to try to you're that good and you wanted to come up with the Braves and, you know, immediately start your career and and trying to get your numbers up to you know get the Hall of Fame or records, what what have you. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that, that also affects it too. You know, they talk about Ichiro with, you know, the 4,000 hits between Japan and MLB, but only 3,000 hits in Major League Baseball and all that sort of stuff. So there's that to consider as well of, of you know, where where that might happen of how long does he want to stay over, stay over in Japan to the point where he wants to, where he can come back and he can be a free agent. But I don't know. I, th- I Maybe I'm just overthinking it there. No, and I think it's like, I think it's like a seven-year deal that he's potentially, that he's... Yeah. Um, allegedly supposed to have been signing, so that would put him back over here at 25 if he were good enough or so chooses. Um, anyway, you wanted to end on something else. What do you got for me? No, I just want the last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we wrap things up. Uh, I told you as right before we started, the White Sox are in the first triple play of the season against the Astros tonight. It was a 5-4-3 triple play. No wow. uh, unassisted triple plays, no liners that end up in a tag um yeah so you know very rare to see you the that five four three a lot of the times you see some sort of hit and run or somebody stealing and a liner hit um but you know good on them and then then they turn around and hit a grand slam on that they uh you know big night for the chicago white Sox. so i just wanted to mention that i think we'd be uh kicking ourselves we didn't mention it yeah i like it um yeah anything else though since we are a little bit over and we are really getting into the wee hours of the night. Jordy, um, go bees. Yeah, we're, uh, that's actually a really good point. We are going to be right now. We're penciling in Sunday to, to record our Stanley cup final preview. Game one is Monday night on Memorial day. So look for that. Uh, it's probably the, the ultimate for you, Greg NCAA lacrosse championships right into the Bruins. I know it's uh it's a my cousin's team Cornell did not make it unfortunately this year. Syracuse lost in the first round. Um so a little bit downer, but again, like you said, I can go right into the Stanley Cup finals game one. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer that that Yale beat Penn. It would have been kind of cool to see Penn Penn State at the link on saturday yeah wait oh okay so it's penn state is playing who penn state's playing yale i just pulled it up yeah, uh, yeah. um and then uh, a 1918 game real uh real high scoring in that one versus Loyola. penn state penn state though scored a grant has scored 46 goals in two games so, absolutely absurd and then what's the other one uh duke virginia duke virginia yeah acc represent yeah, you know, uh, but the, those Penn State guys. I was talking to my to my stepdad, who's a big lacrosse guy, and asking like, how did Penn State really just come out of nowhere? And just the fact that they can offer in Pennsylvania guys, because you know the western side of the state is starting to really pick it up too. Uh, you know, the Pittsburgh side, Phillies had had lacrosse be you know fairly prominent for a bit. I just think Penn State hadn't really picked up lacrosse, uh, which is why we're seeing them come up now. But 
Um, but they're able to get those Philly guys, they're able to get those Pittsburgh guys on, you know, in-state tuition. So, so for effectively scholarship costs. So they're able to get out of state guys with that scholarship money. So apparently that's why they're, they're doing so well. I'm not the biggest lacrosse guy. So you might be able to pick that up for me, but um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. No, I think it's um, the big reason for Penn state is, is, I mean, their state school, so tuition is cheaper, which is a good point that your stepdad made, but also uh, how huge the school is. So the pool is bigger and all that. Um, yeah, but it's a huge. I mean, they also have the network too, where they have all the satellite campuses that you can move yeah. to. And I mean, Happy to Valley be, as well. To be fair, it's taken them some time to get here, right? This isn't. Yes. They've been a Division One team now for four years, five years, four years, five years. So it's taken them some time yeah. to get here. Um, yeah. but yeah, they certainly are, uh, certainly are going, hopefully, well, not hopefully, but for Syracuse's sake, but for their sake, yeah, hopefully it's a sustained thing. Hopefully they don't, they don't lose a, a coach. Yeah. Let's go. Um, Red Sox just won an extras. Let's go. There yeah. you go. There you go, bud. But yeah, Greg, I think that's going to do it for us. It's going to be, uh, going to be fun. Record the pod this weekend with you and Jared. Uh, um, we'll see what we need to get his write up. I'm really bummed we didn't get his write up of why I picked Carolina in five. So maybe we can grill him there. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll see what he ends up picking there because he also went against the Blues, which he, he seemed to be a big Blues guy uh, through the first couple rounds. But you know, we'll see we'll see how all that all that goes. But thank you, Greg. I appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, we had to keep it on the fly today of when we were going to record, so I appreciate you being flexible and and able to do it tonight. Uh, Jordy, I appreciate you being so, uh, what do they call that? Uh, patient with me. Thank you. Ah, yeah, you know, yeah, guys got to eat. Guys got to eat. Hey, uh, Jordy. GP. Go bees. Go socks. Go Phils. That'll do it for us, though. Make sure to follow on on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, Thunder BLG on Twitter, all that good stuff. And for my man, Greg the Prophet Pietelli, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you on Sunday.